Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, when I when I sit here and I think about songs to sing, I, I try not to pick ones that I like. Uh, I try to pick something that kind of means something based on what I read in scripture over the week prior or a couple days prior, or when I'm in prayer and He tells me what to sing. And a combination of both happened to me this time. Uh, I just kept thinking about my trip upward. Uh, you know, and if you, the Bible says, if you be risen with Christ, then set, uh, seek those things which are above. Uh, and that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, and I hope that each one of you will follow me, follow my pastor uh, as we take our journey upward. Amen. What page? Page 10. Page 10. The meeting in the air. It'll be good to be there.
Let's move. Thank you, Jesus. Move over to page twelve. If you don't, if you don't have a hymn book, grab one. I'm telling you, when you get behind not just the music and you start singing your praises to the Lord, it just fills the atmosphere with something different. Don't don't come in here. Bless him, Lord. Come in here to worship. Get rid of the things outside of this building. This is a place of worship. Come in here to raise up your voice like the Bible says and praise His name. If we do that, I'm telling you, He will, he will bless us. Children, He will bless us. So get involved, please. You know, we've got to set our affections on things above. Not on things of this earth. So focus on Him. And you will be rewarded, I promise you. Page 12. Folks that are supposed to be singing the low, y'all ain't doing nothing. <laughs> right there in the chorus where it says, I have made my preparations. That's the low part. Don't you sing the higher preparation? You sing that first part. Okay? Can you pick it up? I have made my preparations. She's playing the part. Separation. Then it goes, I am walking. And then I have to sing, I am walking. But you see, y'all making me sing the low and the high. And I just, that just kind of don't work too good. So anyway, let's try it all over again. <laughs> 
All right, we'll start at the beginning of verse 2. I could never think I've heard us do it a hundred times. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. There's a strange feeling, but we can push it back. There's a strange feeling in here, but we can push it back if we just worship.
Brother Ron, you want to come and receive prayer request? You know, when uh, we pray for one another, I, I know God answers prayers. Yes. Here in the past, I've had some, some issues going on and asked for prayer. And my prayers have been answered. Yeah. And all we have to do is when we pray is believe. And uh, so this evening, if anyone has a, a prayer request on the left side here, anyone? Yes. Okay. We certainly will. Just such an Need to remember, Brother Robert, his mother and father both are, are experiencing medical problems, and uh, I know that uh, he would he would love to have our prayers with him as he goes. Anyone on the right side? Sister Zila. Okay. Anyone else on the right side? Brother Robert. Pray for us. Pray for us. Let's remember Rick's uh, brother. He's uh, not in good shape. Uh, last we heard, he's still on the vent. So uh, please remember him in prayer. Um, and Sister Linda's family. Um, She's been giving out a prayer request for many years for right. her nephew, yeah. and he uh, had passed away, and so that's what is so troublesome over there. So please remember that family right now. Don't forget my wife. Pray for her to hurry back home. And just sent, hopefully she'll be back by Wednesday, but uh, you know how it is sometimes. So we're I'm, I'm needing her. I love for her to come back home now, but. And remember me. Yes. And Brother Todd, is, remember Brother Todd, he's at the jail tonight. Also, let's uh, continue to remember our country. Oh, yes. As we, uh, we're we in sort of a loop here, it seems like we can't get out, uh, you know, with Ukraine and the different flare-ups. Uh, and uh, you know we're we're in the last days. We need we, we need to yes. remember yes. remember that because every almost every week you hear there is another another earthquake, and they get to be seem to be on a of scale heavier and heavier than they used to be. And the Philippines just had one. So remember the people in the Philippines. They had a 5.8 magnitude and. Uh, Having worked with some of those people before, I know that puts them in dire need over there. But uh, the people in Ukraine, and as been said before, you know, the majority of the people in Russia probably are not our enemies. No. There's Christians there, and there's Christians in the Ukraine, and uh, things are, are, are just not going well in that part of their country. And just our, our world uh, in general is... is uh, just not going well. We need to have. Uh, we need to remember in prayer. Yes. Uh, I forgot. I don't know how to 
Tuesday I leave for uh, two weeks. I have to go up to train some guys up in Virginia. If you guys could pray for uh, safe travels. We certainly will, but being away from home is always a difficult, is a difficult journey. With that said, let's all find a place and pray.
Aren't you glad? The Lord has always been faithful. Yes. Who in here has the Lord failed? Let the record show nobody raised their hand. He's always been faithful. I have to admit, in the middle of the trial, a few times I thought, Lord, you left me all by myself. But it's because he knew what was best for me and what was better. And uh, whenever the trial was finished and over, things were better. Better than what I could have even imagined. If we'll just trust him. And I appreciate the Lord and uh, do appreciate the faithful that have been coming. Uh, Folks, the devil does his best to try to scatter. And sometimes it's scattering for things we can't change, but still he tries to scatter. And we need to realize, folks, that the Lord wants us to be a body. Amen. To help one another, to comfort one another in our tests and our trials. When we have one that's uh, mourning, we are to mourn with them. When one is happy, we are to be happy with them. And so uh, all of that is our duty to be as part of the body of Christ. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Never deserved it, but I appreciate Him calling me. Calling me out of this world. Amen. Into this good way. This good way. All right. We're going to come to you for our Sunday night uh, offering. We're going to ask Brother Ricky to come and receive the offering. You don't have to go up that high. appreciate Ricky and Rebecca and uh, one thing about brother Ricky you can tell is that he doesn't have pride he's a humble soul Uh, yeah and so I appreciate the Lord for helping him with that Uh, my wife has always said that uh, uh, said that I'm not much on pride especially when it comes to my hair but when you get to a certain place, there's just no reason to have pride. Amen. So uh, we've been doing pretty good here this evening. Let's keep pressing in. Some of these youngins here, y'all, I, I know I appreciate y'all being able to in- interact and everything, but let's not do it during service. Let's keep our focus upon the Lord and let's worship even at y'all's age. Y'all need to do that, okay? Yeah. So let's just get in and see what God's got for us. I thank God that His mercies are new every morning. Yes. And sometimes when you're really in the thick of the battle, you think, oh, this will never end. But really, it will. Oh, yes. And one day he's going to bring you out. That's right. And, yeah, this song just simply says, 
thank the Lord. I know that He will. He is a God of revival. He is a God of restoration. He is a God that will restore and will remake and recreate. I know that they've been uh, really uh, kind of stuck on Brother um, Meekum's sermon from Virginia up there. <coughs> As opposed to Brother, well, never mind. But, uh, and, uh, <coughs> and talking about the clay and the potter's wheel and everything. And, and uh, it is important. And I, I tried to look up to make sure what I'm saying here is right, but uh, I remember when we went to the potter's field in Israel that um, they took us to a pottery place. There was also this humongous water tank there. And inside that water tank, they had a bunch of broken pieces in there. And what they would do is they would grind them back down and then over time, they were able to reuse it again. Right. I want to tell you something, folks. It's rough when you get in that spot. But what is, uh, what is encouraging is no matter where you're at, right. the Lord can do it again. Yes, the Lord right. can do it again. Amen. <clears throat> so if you have your Bibles here this evening, um, some days... My, my mind is well focused. And other days, my mind is not well focused. And so we're just going to ask God to help us here this evening. Amen. So turn with us to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Really, everything that's in this, so much that's in this chapter, I'd like to be able to preach from, but... I don't think we would have time and I'd like to be able to go in depth in a couple of these places here. And we're going to start in verse 11. Verse 11. And when you have it, if you would say amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You. We thank You, Lord, that You have made all preparations for us, Lord, that, Lord, we can make it. I thank You, Lord, that even in the worst of times, Lord, Your ways, Your your Spirit can dwell and help us, Lord. Uh, Your Word is available to us, Lord. And here in our day and our time, I thank You, Lord, that it's just overrun with Your Word. But Lord, I pray, help us to make our time uh, and to use it wisely, Lord, that, Lord, we might use these times to draw closer to You 
to know more about you. For truly, Lord, the day is short and the hour is close and we are looking unto you. Help us, Lord, to be able to glean from the last days, Lord, souls for your harvest. Bless us, anoint me, Lord, here this evening. In your blessed and holy and righteous name, I do pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Isn't it wonderful that the Lord has sent us different people to help? Here in these scriptures, we see it said, And he gave some apostles. I appreciate the word some. Huh? Can you imagine if we all claim to be apostles? Or if we all claim to be prophets? Or if we all claim to be evangelists? Evangelists or pastors or teachers? Huh? He called some for this and he called some for that. We all have a part in the body of Christ. And so whatever our calling is, let us fill it to the best of our ability. And I will tell you, there will be times He will call and ask you to do more than what your ability is. And when He does that, to prove the calling, He will give you that ability to accomplish that which He has asked. Think about it, folks. He will give you what you need. And so I appreciate the Lord for that. Here in these scriptures, apostles is talking about a delegate or an ambassador. These were considered, of course we had the original 12, but there have been others that seem to have a certain gift to go as an ambassador to talk to others about their souls. And sometimes not only as ambassadors to go to individual people, but to be able to go to towns. Or the counties. Uh, there have been uh, in the times past certain people that would come and hold a revival, and all the churches in the area would be revived. All the different denominations. Why? They were doing the work of an apostle. And then there are prophets. Prophet, in this word here specifically, is talking about foretellers. But it's also talking about those who are able to uncover those secret things that maybe are going on at that particular moment. Prophets. And then you have evangelists. Evangelists really and truly is talking about preachers. Those who go and proclaim the name of the Lord to go and proclaim His gospel and His grace to others. And, uh, And so there are many that can be evangelists. Pastors, those are shepherds. Those are ones that will have to give an account for your soul. Do you know as pastor, there may come a time when you get called before the Lord. I don't know just how it's going to happen up there. But it could be that when you are called before the Lord for Him to judge your soul, He may also call witnesses and your pastor. And say, Pastor, how did he do? How did she do? And I really don't look forward to something like that. Huh? It's almost like trying to preach a funeral 
But instead, it's going to be for eternity. Huh? You know how to have a, people say good things about you at your funeral, don't you? Do things that they can say good about you at your funeral. <laughs> and so, it's important for us to recognize this. And then teachers, teachers, each one of us are teachers. Now, we may not hold a class, but we all have influence on somebody else. Generally, the older has a little influence on the younger. Uh, There are uh, older ministers or older people that have influence on younger. And so all of us are teaching your actions. You may never say, watch my lesson, but by your life, you are teaching others the right way to serve God and the wrong way to serve God. How to act and to react. It is so important for us that when we're going through a test and trial to be careful that we act and react the right way. Amen. And so these are given to the church for what? The perfecting of the saints. Do you want to be perfected? Do you want to be like Jesus? In our society today, I can tell you a lot of people don't want to be perfected. They don't like to be told something that they're doing in their life is wrong. They don't like it. And so, as ministers, it's difficult to be able to say things the right way. Huh? And really and truly, it's important, ministers that are here, to say things the right way. Because people's defenses are so fast, they sometimes can hear you coming. They say, "Uh uh-oh, here we go again. Uncle so-and-so is going to get me. Aunt so-and-so is about to get me. And they throw off that defense, and their ears become dull with hearing. And they just really don't hear what's going on. And so therefore, ministers, we need to learn to be able to deal with them in a way that they can accept our words. Huh? I don't know about you, but I don't like my words going... Huh? Say something and it goes... I say something and it goes... Huh? I want my words to Huh? I want want my words to come all the way around. I'm glad I got my nephews back. I can pick on them. Amen. I don't want my words to be dead. And I want my words not only to be alive, but I want them to be an unction. I want them, those words to be words that come to the Lord. And so it is very important, very important for us that ministers, as we are working to perfect others, we have to take and recognize what will they accept and what they will not. My, my wife 
when she went to a big church down in Savannah area, that particular clan, there were times that the pastor would call their names out across the pulpit, haul them down, move over here, Teresa, move over here, uh, different ones, you know, move. And you know what? They would. And they would turn around and they would say, you know, you're... You're picking on us. Well, why didn't you get that one over there? Why didn't you get that one over there? Because they wouldn't accept it. They would quit church and leave. So there are some that will accept the Word and some that will not. And then there are some that are in between. And so we need to uh, uh, as ministers do the best that we can to learn to perfect the saints. I tell you the best way for you to be perfected, the way that's easiest on Brother Jeff and others is for you to read and pray. And pray and read. And if you have questions, read and pray. <laughs> And don't get offended. Don't get offended for somebody else. Don't get offended about yourself. But read and pray. The Lord's wanting to help us. Amen. And so the Lord has given these different workers within the church for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Let me tell you something. These scriptures right there, it said what? The fun of the ministry? The relaxation of the ministry? No, it said the work of the ministry. There are some that just like, uh, we don't have the situation here, but uh, I've been in churches before when somebody gets to call a priest, they think all they have to do is show up at church and and then they want to preach. It don't work that way. There is work. I appreciate the workers we have around the church. Amen. Those who are helping. Because if you have a church like ours, it takes vacuuming. Taking the trash out. Picking up candy wrappers. Picking up paper off the floor. Trying to be kind and say, please take your candy wrappers with you. Huh? All, but that's part of it. It's part of it. There's work. Amen. And there's a uh, Todd and Bridget are beginning to understand. Of course, they've been workers in the church, but now they've got to get things prepped up for their guests to come those that they want to minister to. And uh, it's a little different when you're in that place because now your eye is toward your guests, those that you want to minister to. Amen. So there is work in ministry. I'm going to tell you, uh, I'd much rather dig a ditch than do office work. Who in here knows what I'm talking about? Huh? 
I'd much rather dig a ditch than do office work. That, that work of this thing up here called the brain, it can wear you out. Well, let me tell you something. When you are uh, talking with sinners, talking with those who are hurt, talking with those who need encouragement and strength, when you do it for long periods of time, it wears you down. And I'll be honest with you, I get more tired sometimes doing that than getting out there mowing the grass. I now know why Brother Haddis like to mow the grass. Because when you're mowing the grass, you can't be talking to somebody on the phone or anything. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, work the ministry. Why? Why do we working for that? For the edifying of the body of Christ. The purpose of preachers and apostles and, and prophets and all is to edify the body of Christ. To help us to grow closer and stronger and to be more like Him. So that when we walk in our neighborhoods, wherever we may be, someone can say, there's a Christian. Huh? The edifying of the body of Christ. <clears throat> Till we come in the unity of the faith. Oh, dear folks, I wish we could have the unity of the faith. I know in certain movements and in certain different places, there are people that if you ask them, you know, do y'all all believe the same? They'll shake their head. Yes, we do. Well, the reason that they're like that it's because a lot of them, and there's not really a major problem with that, except you'll not be able to stand in heaven and say, Brother Jeff didn't say this or didn't say that to me. Because in the end, you're going to be responsible for your own soul. That's right. And so, when you're a babe in Christ, nobody expects Cana back there to read the books or to participate in class or anything like that. No, he's a babe in Christ. But there comes a time when they're expecting Elliot to read and, and Andrew and these others to read. Right? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so we're going to have to learn. And so I was telling someone the other day about Newfound Christians. You know when the most dangerous time of a Christian is? When they first get saved. Child mortality. There are many Christians who don't make it the first year because something draws them away. They become distracted. They turn back. They become offended. All kind of different things like that. But folks, we need to do our best to help Encourage everyone to stick with it. Amen. Things will get better. Huh? Things do get better. Till we come in the unity of the faith. I love y'all. But I can tell you there are some things we differ on. But when it comes to the major things, we agree on. When the Lord returns, there was a time I thought that was very important that we all had to agree on that. 
And I found a lot of people don't. Huh? Even with people I thought agreed with me, they still don't agree. Huh? Come on. And so, it's, uh, there are some things that we all must agree upon. Yes. We must believe and agree that we were born in sin and that we were sinners and we needed a Savior and that Jesus came and walked a perfect life, born of a virgin birth, amen, died, amen, on a cross for our sins, was buried, and on the third day He rose again from the grave. These are things we must believe. We must believe also that sin separates us from God. And so even some of those things I just mentioned to you, believe it or not, a lot of your popular churches, those things have become, well, I'm not quite so sure. Not quite so sure. We need to edify the body of Christ. And we have, need to have a unity. You know what will unify the body of Christ? There are two things that unifies the body of Christ. Two things. Anyone going to help me? Jesus unifies the body of Christ. When we all love the same Savior, when we all love Him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might, that unifies us. And the other thing is His Word. Amen. If we love His Word and we count it as the most important uh, uh, distinguisher between what we believe and what we think, amen, these things unify us. And so those are the two things that we must always hold on to. My father, I've told you before, he, I remember asking about one of the deacons in the church where I was raised as a young boy at. And he was involved in drugs. And got arrested for drug dealing. Huh? And I remember asking my dad, I said, what about, what about this? And my dad said, well, he loves the Lord. Well, if you love the Lord, you're not going to be drug dealing. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to be involved in that. But I do have to un- realize that people are at different places in Christ. Yeah. People are at different knowledge of where Christ is and their personal knowledge of Him. And so there are times we have to, well, I think He loves the Lord. <laughs> I'm talking about past. Amen. How many of y'all thought Brother Robert would make it this far? Huh? He's a miracle, isn't he? But you know what? There was always something he kept saying to me. He says, I love the Lord. Yes. He didn't really understand everything, but he wanted to love the Lord and make heaven his home. That'll draw us closer in time. Amen. If we just don't ever quit. Amen. And just keep going. I appreciate Brother Robert and what God's done for him in his life. Amen. And said, come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to come to that place. Folks, 
I'm not saying that Okay, I'm conflicted. How's that? Just be honest with you. I'm conflicted. I think that a person that comes to Christ and he does all that he knows to do and he hadn't been saved for too very long. Don't ask me how long that long is. that they may can make it to heaven as a baby in Christ. But I'm going to tell you something. If you've been serving God for very long, you're going to have to have more than that. That's right. You're going to have to have a personal experience of Christ. The problem with so many of the churches across America today is they get people to feeling good and waving their hands and I'm not against that at all. But oh, they've got to go deeper than that to have a personal experience with Jesus Christ. Amen. To know Him personally. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. To know that when you cry out, Jesus, Amen. You know He hears your voice. Yeah, you right. can feel His presence. Amen. I remember there have been so many times in my life when uh, one time I was rolling over in a car and all I could say was, Jesus, huh? And I knew the Lord was with us. He brought us to a safe stop. But oh, just to know that. There are a lot of people, they cry out Jesus, but they don't know if God's hearing them right. or not. That's right. You're going to have to have a personal experience. Yeah. I believe when we get that personal experience, it's about the same time that we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm not quite sure. I don't quite understand. Wow. I'm off on that. Anyway, I don't quite understand those who claim to have a personal experience. I'm sorry. Claim to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but yet through their action, through their manner, through their lifestyle, you can tell they don't know Jesus. I don't know if it's just, hey, my friend over there, I think he's really God, so I'm going to jump like him, and I'm going to act like, come on, don't be parents. Probably want a cracker. Don't be parents. Ministers, don't be parents. Get your own message. Get the message that you need. Amen. There are a bunch of messages right here that uh, I can preach right behind you and probably preach a lot like you. Amen. But folks, we need to get it from fresh from on high. But we need that experience with Jesus to know that we know that we know Him. And so he's talking about the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Is that where you're heading? Are you heading toward perfection? Or are you just kind of in that eddy water? Huh? That eddy water. Is that water this kind of... Well, when you're talking about eddy water in, in lakes, I'm sorry, in rivers, 
It's just that it just kind of spins around. You ever seen that before? Just kind of sticks around there. Huh? I don't want to be stuck in that eddy water. Amen. We need to come unto the perfection. Amen. Unto the perfect man. I want to explain to you. When I say the perfect man, it does not mean that you never make a mistake. Come on. It does not mean that you will get all of your mathematical or, or school homework right. No. It does not mean as a man that you don't sometimes fail God. But what it does mean is that you've got that relationship with Jesus and you are quick to fix things. You are quick to repent. You are quick, amen, to ask God to forgive you and to help you to not ever do that again. The perfect, amen. Uh, Brother Joy Hyatt uh, years ago talked about uh, uh, there were some people that come to church and they heard, hear certain preaching and you know what? They get offended and they don't like it so they pick their toys up and they go home like a child. Huh? I'm going home. I'm calling mom. I'm calling dad. I'm going to take all this. I'm going. I ain't coming back. That's childish. To be perfect is talking about being mature in Christ. Grown up. Huh? Trusting God. Let me tell you something. We don't hear near like we used to, but I'm going to tell you, there was a time, there was a lot of doozies behind the pulpit and preaching some things that were just, woo! I don't know where they got it from. Huh? But you know what? The weak and those who were not fully committed left. I remember asking some people, did you study what that guy preached the other day? Did you go home and look it up? Was he preaching the right thing or not? Come on. If you ever hear something I preach, and you have a question about it, you can do one of two things. You can come ask me about it. I'll show you scriptures that I, I like to back up on. Or you can study it and find out, how did they get that? Where did they come out from? Amen. Ask the Lord. That's being mature. That's being perfect in the Lord. Grown up in Him. I thank the Lord. I'm not going to get tripped up on a lot of things. Amen. Like people have in the past or even when I first got saved. But the Lord will help us to keep going. And so, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of of Christ. Brother Don Rich, in his ministry to us and uh, preaching, gave an example of this. I've been trying, and if you can find the names for me, I would appreciate it. <clears throat> but apparently, there was a man in the past that had a son that had some kind of. Uh, uh, twisting uh, sickness in his body and his flesh. Yeah. And so he was twisted and curled up and he could drag himself around and he could go in his uh, wheelchair. 
And the doctors had said to uh, the family they didn't think that he would be able to survive for very long and that he would probably die at an early age. And so when he came to his 16th birthday, his father said, Son, I'm so glad you made it this far. He said, and he was a rich man, by the way, very rich man. He said, Son, what would you have me do? He said, Dad, would you make a statue of me and put it right outside my window so that I could look at it? And his dad said, Hmm. What? He said, yeah, that's what I want for my birthday. So his dad said, okay, son. So he called in the best sculptor that they could, and they sculptured him just perfectly, exactly the way he wanted. And so on his birthday, the young man looked out his window, and his father was uh, smiling at him and pulled off the, the cover. And there was that boy all crippled up in that statue. And so the father went out to say, Son, how do you like him? He said, Daddy, I'm sorry. He's sorry. I, I, I guess I didn't explain it to you right. I wanted you to make a statue of me yeah. the way I would be if I was normal. Yes. Yes. To make me look normal. Yes. And the father said, I think we can do that. He called the sculpture back in, and the sculpture took the measurements and all of that. And uh, and so in just a little while, had that sculpture out there, a life-size sculpture of his boy, what he would look like, standing tall if he was in a normal yes. condition. And so as uh, the um, the man was happy, and the young boy was happy and so excited. And so one day the, the man came up to uh, his boy's room and it was kind of early in the day and he wasn't there. He couldn't figure out where he was at. And come to find out, he had gone downstairs and gone outside to that sculpture and he had crawled himself up on there. And he was stretching himself just like that structure. And he kept doing it day after day after day till after a while he was able to stand. And after he was able to stand, he was able to walk. Amen. And he, uh, he walked normally. Amen. That's what the Scriptures are talking about. For us to come unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. We're to measure what He is like. Amen. And then we're to try to fit that to ourselves. Apply that to ourselves. We are to be like Christ. Brother Don Rich had a saying too. said, the Lord never cuts a coat to fit the man. Instead, He's got one size and He cuts you to fit the coat. Folks, I don't know about you, but I want to be more like Him. I want to be like Him. I want to come to that fullness. Amen. To, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. And folks, I don't believe these are idle words. Don't let them ever become idle words. And if time goes on and you're the next generation, you make sure you hold on to it. This is a reality. 
we can be like Christ. Amen. How? When Christ is in us, living through us. Huh? Really, truly, our young people can probably understand some of this better than us older folks. Because we're so uh, we're so familiar now with these gadgets and the little flying robot things and all that kind of stuff. But you know, within those things, there's a microprocessor there. Huh? And it's receiving instructions on what it's supposed to do. So when you push that little button and you say contacts, you push that little button, there are a bunch of instructions in the background that are working that you can't see and brings up those contacts. Then you scroll. That's another set of instructions going on in the background. And if those instructions in the back don't function properly, your phone don't function properly. I don't know why this won't work. Well, that's because something's messed up in the program. If you want to come to the full measure of the fullness of Christ, we need to get our processor rebooted. Get our, that fundamental base uh, operating system changed out. Amen. And get Christ working through us so that we think like He does. We look. I'm not talking about this way. I'm talking about outward. When we look in across and around, we look like Christ does. <laughs> to my knowledge this morning, when I asked for someone to get saved, huh? I only seen one hand go up. Don't want to guess whose hand that was? It was the rowdiest boy that was in church. And we went back and prayed for him. Sister Angel did an awesome job with him to see as Christ sees. To look beyond the obnoxious, the rude, the silly, the playful, whatever else, and to look into their hearts. Amen. Sister Sheila, if y'all would, get us a song here tonight. Let's stand all across the house. I want to ask you, how are you doing in stretching and trying to come to that fullness of the measure of Christ? Are you doing it? I want to tell you something that takes daily work every day. It doesn't happen just automatically. There are some things the Lord will take care of from you and in your experience right away. But you know what? If the Lord did everything for you like that, you wouldn't really appreciate His mercy, His grace, His keeping power. So, Heads bowed, eyes closed. Who here, who in this house, this evening, right now, would like to be more like Jesus? Oh, I want to be more like Him. I want to make heaven my home. 
Sometimes I look in that old ugly mirror at my house. I wish I didn't look like my brother. I wish I wasn't bald. I wish I still didn't have marks of things on me that don't look like Jesus. I want to be more like Him. And we can be. But we've got to be willing to open up to have apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers to be able to put into our lives and to help us. Why don't we gather in here tonight and ask Jesus, Lord, make me more like you. Help me, Jesus, here tonight. So come, let's pray. Let's seek after Him.
here tonight. Please, if you would, remember to uh, invite others service with us and uh, pray for the Lord to send more folks. Uh, not, folks, I, I'm not into just having numbers. But when the more people you have, the more you're able to help and encourage and teach them about the Lord. And so we need to do our part to keep asking and inviting and trying to encourage somebody. Amen. Appreciate old Trey calls us up all the time. I want to come to church. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. All right. All hearts clear. Any word before we dismiss? Uh, oh, also, please, I forgot to turn in. My father-in-law goes in for a heart cath Tuesday morning. So please remember him in prayer. They're trying to see if he can be a candidate for having a heart valve replacement. So please remember him in prayer. All right. And continue to remember Sister Linda and their family. You are dismissed.